Alternative Radio. What is going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode 153 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. I, I guess I'm Kevin. You guess you're Kevin? I guess. Who the fuck have you been the rest of the time? <laughs> uh, 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 Jose. Some, some jerk off. <laughs> Fucking oh, gathering just... carts at Walmart. Nope. My name is Jose. Okay. Uh, like Spanish Jose or Mexican Jose? Dealer's choice. There's a difference because Mexican Spanish should be Jose. Spanish Spanish it's Jose because they have that gay little lisp that they use. Because one of their one of their kings had a fucking hair lip or something. So like everybody has to lisp now because I do. Uh, I don't um, care. Yeah, I just want to be stupid. Jose. Okay. I don't know anyway, why. I just so, I just want to be Jose. It's a good name. What are we talking about this week? I had no fucking clue. Exactly. So this week, I I kind of it's. I have no clue because I started to work on so I was going to work on stuff, and then I can? got the goddamn shot, the the corona shot, and then I got oh. sick. Oh, wait till I'm they turn the five G on. Wait till they turn the five G in your phone on and start running you like a fucking remote controlled mouse. That's how that works. Pretty huh. sure. Really? Pretty sure. I don't know. It's a theory that's out there. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, would you put it past them? You know, you know, you, you know them, like the the shadowy fucking them, whoever they are. Well, first off, with those a, guys. Um, yeah. See, here's the thing. I mean, we we watch, we listen to too much, uh, too many books, and we listen to this one book, you know, the Joe Ledger series, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, so I don't trust it, fucking drones. Uh-huh. I don't trust uh, automated cars. And I have to make a confession because I know she's gonna listen to this. I'm pretty sure Amanda Shirley. <laughs> there was a there was a post. You posted, uh, and you and you have told me that you're going to get it as a tattoo, uh, the acaparabellum, you know, phrase. I have to say, I didn't exactly just like know that off the top of my brain. I actually had heard it before, and it was in a goddamn fictional book, the Joe I- Ledger series. Dude, I, I heard it the first time in the uh, the Thomas Jane version of The Punisher. When he's, like, loading up for his last big run against John Travolta. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. When he went into that compound and just started picking motherfuckers off with a compound bow. <laughs> then he snapped no, that dude I'm, in the I'm, I'm saying that oh, Joe Ledger was dude. the first one to say it. Uh, he wasn't, because it's, like, uh, uh, Greek, I want to say. I know, but, to, well, you know. I don't know. Whatever the fuck Latin is. It's Greek. It's Latin. It's all Greek to me. It's all Greek. <laughs> so but no, no. He, he was a uh, a Flavius whatever was a uh, he was a he was a Greek. 
So they named a yogurt after him. Yes. One where you put fruit in the bottom. Pretty fucking uh-huh. good. Still recommend putting granola over the top of it, though, because that's the best way to have yogurt. True. True. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so what are we covering this week? So this week we're going to talk about war on drugs. Um, Not like the war on drugs, but I mean like war on drugs. So like, huh? Yeah, exactly. Not the war on drugs, but no, war like on drugs. Are you drugs. saying you're you're fighting in a war while on the drugs? Exactly. Uh-huh. All, the, all the various types of dopes and marijuana cigarettes and all this stuff that people have used throughout uh-huh. time before they've gone into battle. That's what we're talking about tonight. So on today. the bear piss. So, you know what? We're going to cover that that part first. Because it's not what you think. It's actually, that was just a rumor put forward to make these guys uh, even scarier than they were. I don't care. I mean, they're Germanic tribe people. They, they fucking drink bear piss, whatever. So, I, I, as always, I got my little preamble, you know. Uh, so, we're a, we're a warlike species. We always have been, always will be. No matter what the political party or organization says, there will never be peace worldwide where everybody's holding hands and singing and shit. It's no never going to happen. It's never going to happen. We're not going to no. just like hang out and buy each other a Coke. It's never going to fucking happen. That's Ever. why. That's why. That's why your, our favorite topic will never, ever happen. Thank fucking God, because I would rather have war than communism. Dude, if it's never mind, I won't get into it. Let's anyway. not. <laughs> I'd rather have communism than socialism. They both suck. If it was true communism, I'm telling you. Because communism they, as we know it is really just socialism. They both suck, though. True communism is utopia. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking hoot. Where we work our asses off and get nothing for it. Well, the top certain percentage of people live off the work that everybody else does because that's how communism always ends up working no communism as a no as a utopia everyone is equal there is no class system no class system you work for a common goal that's why i said you know that's why there will never be something like that because we're a bunch of greedy war hungry motherfuckers that always want more. And we can't ever just stop and say, you know what? Fuck, enough's enough. You know? Because that's not how humans work. We're not it wired to... We're, it should be, but it's not. that We're not wired to operate that way. Well, I guess. You know? We're not going to be, like, running around with, like, fucking communal spouses or anything like that. Because we want to protect what's ours. Hmm. Or it, it's tribalism, and that's yeah. how it always will be. So, anyway. So, the concept of guys doing drugs during a war, like a wartime situation, goes way back. Way further back than what most people would think, where a lot of people would think that it probably started in Vietnam with guys go over there just, you know, smoking weed and shit. It goes back thousands of years further than that. So, on our first trip... um, don't worry, change the oil in the time machine because we're going to put some fucking mileage on that thing this week. So 
We're all good. Mm -hmm. Got her all greased. Tires are rotated. All set to go. Okay. So our first stop, we are going to go back to about 800 AD. That neck of the woods. 800 to 900 AD. We are going to start off talking about one of our personal favorite topics, Vikings. So they're brutal, violent, efficient in battle. We know this. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of their raids have actually reached legendary status, such as the uh, the raid on the Lindisfarne Monastery, Lindisfarne, in, uh, in England. yeah, where they arrived in longships, killed a bunch of monks and priests to death, took all their gold and shit. Obviously, can't take the women because there probably wasn't any there. You gotta take the shit if you but leave then, the shit, you know. Right, so we load it all. They load all up back up into their ships, go back to Scandinavia, and later on decide. England seems like a pretty what? <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> you said all the gold and shit. So I said, well, yeah, you gotta take the shit. You just can't leave your shit. Well, no, I mean, if you, you could leave, leave it, your shit, if you leave it there, eventually the picks are gonna find it and use it for making fires. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hey, you know. So they anyway, sorry. Like we're like we were saying, they take they get all this stuff, they load it onto their ships, they go back to Scandinavia, mm-hmm. and then they kind of later on decide, you know, England seems like a really nice place to, you know, raise a family and start a little farm. Gotta do something about these pesky Saxons. They're all over the fucking place. They breed like rabbits. We don't need them there. Yeah. Gotta get rid of them. Part of the force that would try their very bestest to make England a Viking country were what were referred to as the Berserkers. Pretty much everybody knows. Berserker translates roughly to shirt of the bear. Um, and this came from the thought that they would wear bear skins into combat, which they probably did. Like, you know, cause these guys were fucking nuts. These yeah. were not your, these were not your stock standard, you know, farmer slash pillager Viking. These were the guys that were, like, yeah, I've got a farm, but I don't really care because I'm not killing anybody at the moment. Yeah. So I'm a little upset about that. I have yeah. to kill something. <laughs> so another part of the rumor is that these guys drank bear piss to gain the strength of the animal. They did. Uh, and I can't help but think that this part may or may not have been made up just to make them sound fucking crazy. Um, because... To be honest, it wouldn't be the first time that stories like this have been told by an invading force or by the invading force of another country to make these people sound like monsters. Yeah, I I believe you're right. I'm going to say you're right with the whole um, making up a story to make things sound, you know... uh, I'm trying to say this. Hold on. Let me, let me try it's to again. make you look better by fighting this <laughs> people. Well, it's not to make you look better. It's to make them look s- seem scarier. Because right, if which, you have, if, if you seem make yourself or make them scarier, you know you're not going to want to fight them. So that's why, like, uh, um, with um, like William Wallace. You know, William Wallace is this big, this big, because you're not going to fight fucking William Wallace. Right. Um, so or, that, that, that works That works both ways, because you have a story like that where it's told by his people, 
And then you also have stories like when the Romans invaded Britannia, and then they come back telling stories like this place is full of giants. The men are nine feet tall, and we fucking killed every last one of them. That well, makes you look like a badass. Well, well, all Germania was mostly that part, whereas where they Same were thing. like, where they're like, they, they're it's a it's a land filled with huge giant people. Britannia wasn't so much that I mean they were they were just more like hey once they, were, they got up to they were savages uh, up north they were savages they were bloodthirsty crazy fucking people and they weren't that, wrong you know <laughs> that that just would you know screw you up well and they weren't wrong <laughs> yeah but I mean but then you know uh, you got to think about the other side what did they think about the Romans. Oh, they, they, they're they're fucking monsters. They're in here in metal. We what yeah. the hell? They're they're wearing the same shit our swords are made out of. What the fuck are we gonna do here? Exactly. Or like, uh, um, the the whole like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think, uh, like, what's what's his name? Uh, oh, like those dickhead conquistadors. Yeah. 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 You know, they came flying in. They were, you know, clad metal. Oh, who, who, you know, who the hell are these guys? It must be like, yeah. you know, the, sent by the gods. Gods you from know. the ocean that are made of metal that our arrows can't do anything to. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and I guess, it's, uh, like, what was it? Uh, the same return was uh, like a, what Christopher Columbus called uh, yeah, the Native cunt, Peoples. Though. Huh? He was a cunt, though. Yeah, but what he called the native peoples of of the islands, you know, he called them cannibals, which yeah. then in turn, the I just learned this the other day. I did not know this, so I, I won't take credit for it. But he the um the king of Spain, no Portugal, Portugal. Either said, or. same difference. <laughs> well, no, because he couldn't get a thing through Spain. He actually had to go through Port or no. He had went through Spain, not Portugal, because his home country would not, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't uh, back him. So he's like, oh, okay, I'll go to Spain. So Ferdinand said, sure. Well, Isabella that did, but they were like, all those people are fucking savages. They're, you know, just put a bounty on their heads, fucking kill them. Kill them all. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but anyway, so... Yeah, I could see where I, I could see where a, a story to scare the fuck out of people would, you know, and growing something like that would help. Well, uh, it, it's it's fairly likely that they would have had some, uh, let's call it chemical enhancement for battle, uh, not steroids or any kind of like super Viking serum, anything like that. Um, Ethnobotanists from the unpronounceable University of Slova uh, Slovenia have done some stuff. <laughs> Dude, unpronounceable. That, 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 that fucking thing had like 32 consonants in it. I'm like, nah, not even typing it. <laughs> not not, not even going to try. <laughs> not even going to try. Um, so th these, these ethnobotanists have done some studies on plants that they found in unearthed Viking settlements. Um, and they found that the most realistic plant used by the ancient Norse to get into their bloodthirst murder boner state mm -hmm. was a flower called, oh boy, Hyoskynmus uh, niger. 
which is also referred to as stinking henbane. Mm. So it's believed that the henbane flower would either be dried, crushed, and then smoked through a pipe, or would be used in uh in like a, almost like a tea. And here's a list of the side effects for the uh, the use of it. Your body would go through things like chills, tremors, facial swelling, and most importantly, uncontrollable rage. Oh, yeah? So that seems like it may possibly be a contender for the berserker rage. It's because you're all fucked up on a poisonous flower. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after the, after the effects wore off, the user would become ill, ill, exhausted, and emotionally distant. To me, that sounds like it would kind of be like, almost, like I said, that perfect fit for the Viking berserker rage and possibly kind of the afterthought that you'd be going, you'd have in your head after going through battle where you just killed the shit out of a bunch of people and you just want to kind of sit there and stare at your hands and be like, Damn, dude, that stuff's never coming off of there. Like, I can scrub all I want, but I'm red to the fucking shoulders, and it's, it's not going to ever come off. So henbane is not by any stretch a safe thing to use recreationally due to the fact uh, that it's highly toxic and contains a couple of pretty neat things. Uh, highest, uh, high, uh, ooh, fuck. Hyoscyamine and scopolamine, which are both very potent uh, hallucinogens um, which would also have gone into some of the stories from battle where these guys are they're fighting everybody they're fighting the enemy they're fucking hitting their own guys they didn't give a shit if it was moving it was getting an accident oh hi um, ayahuasca is that what is that uh yeah because ayahuasca me yeah ayahuasca because they had that uh, if, no. if that's if that's the same thing you're, I think you're thinking of of uh, ayahuasca, and I believe that's South American. Oh, I thought it was ayahuasca. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was the same but thing. Sc- uh, scopolamine is actually found in a uh, in a drug called Devil's Breath, um, which is a one of the most lethal hallucinogenic drugs on the planet, and it's also found in fucking uh, Haitian vo- uh, zombie powder. It's one of the other things that they get. It doesn't come from the puffer fish but they mix it in there and blow it in people's faces and uh, it fucks you up. There's also a few researchers that think if henbane and another often found plant in a, not necessarily a plant, more of a fungus that was found pretty often in Viking settlements, which is a uh, fly agaric, which are the red capped white spotted wild mushrooms, like the ones you see in Mario that make you big. That's that's one one specific breed of uh, of magic mushrooms. And if you if you read into any of the other some like uh, Scandinavian theories, there's a thought because everybody kind of has heard the whole thing where uh, Odin is actually Santa Claus. And the reasoning for the red and white is because during that season, people would decorate the tree and they would put these red and white mushrooms on there. And that's where the red and white for Santa Claus's uh, costume came from. Because they would gift each other these fucking hallucinogenic mushrooms. Because that's fun. Why not? Yeah. Um, so they think that if you mixed these two and prepared it correctly, 
it could almost be like an ancient version of meth or PCP, where it could give you like seemingly invincible, ungodly amounts of strength and power and be able to take an unheard of amount of punishment and pain and just keep fighting. Yep. So that's uh, that's where we're going to leave the Vikings off. We're going to head a little bit to the West and go talk about some of the ancient Celts. They also use the, some similar stuff, uh, getting ready to go into battle. And the uh, the one thing that a lot of people think of the most when they think these guys were all screwed up on something is a plant called woad, which, which is a, a flowering plant. So woad on its own isn't, isn't like a powerful hallucinogen. It does have a very high alkaline level, which can, it can fuck with your brain chemistry if you ingest it <laughs> enough. Um, so it's basically a plant that's part of the mustard family that was used again, like I said, as a source of uh, of blue dye, which was mainly the reason that that the Celts and Picts were using it so much. Anybody that doesn't know the the, the Picts are basically the ancient Scottish. Wait, hold on. Is it Celts or Picts that we're talking about? Because you said Celts. Both. They they both used it. Um, okay, because the Celts are in in France, France, and, are... and like, and they kind of migrated up into Britannia also. Because the 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 Welsh are considered Celts as well, because they were there before the Saxons and Normans and all those guys and fucking uh, all those guys got there. Well, there was people there before the Celts as well, right? right. I mean, there was um, people that yeah. But they they were basically using this. They'd grind it up and make it into a paste, and they would use it as a uh, basically as body paint. Before they went into the battle, they would uh, they paint pictures of animals on their chests and faces, arms, legs, um, and then if the rumors are to be you know, historical rumors, because you can't really prove it, if they're to be believed, they also fought naked with hard-ons, which wouldn't really shock me, you know, <laughs> just to be like, no, we we we, we got to make a fucking point here. Like, uh, you're coming in here with your your big metal chest plates and stuff, and your fancy training and neat little sandals and shit. Um, yeah, I present to you my dick. <laughs> I, I mean, brought a spear make, with it, me that I can't. It makes throw, you know. But... It makes perfectly sense. Good sense. And I mean, think about it like this: considering that. These guys were more likely than not just high as balls on psilocybin mushrooms and sweaty and covered in paint. Do you really want to wrestle a naked man who's hallucinating and covered in blue paint? Well, no, do you want to <laughs> do you I mean, do you want to wrestle a naked man at all? It you know, depends on the mood, I guess, you know. I mean, that's like I, if, <laughs> I will say though <laughs> They that's if how they mo- did. If there's money on the line, you know. Well, I mean, and to be all fair, I have to say this that during the I guess you would call it the ancient Olympic Games, yeah, because it wasn't not the current, not like, not like the current ones, but or, or modern ones, but the ancient, yeah. uh, ancient uh, games, uh. Like when they used to wrestle, they used to wrestle naked. Yeah. Just because I think it was because they um 
there's no advantage to it. Yeah. You can't it, you can't grab somebody's shirt or pants or something and fucking whip them around. I mean, you can you can jam your thumb at a dude's ass and be like, ha, bitch, I pinned or you. Or fucking grab right a hold you know, of his nuts or pecker. I mean yeah, you just start fucking cranking. Then all hey. of a sudden the next thing you know, there's just cum everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't even have to crank on it. You just jam your thumb far enough up his ass. I'd probably do the trick anyway. Probably. You hit the button and just, there it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, you, 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 these guys are like, I don't know. So you're, they're completely naked, covered in blue paint, and they're facing off against the most powerful army in the world at the time, the Romans. And just imagine having, you know, just being one of these Roman soldiers where these like herds of naked men are running at you and they've just got handfuls of mushrooms ripping their way through their brains. Uh, so here's some fun side effects of uh, psilocybin mushrooms. I'm sure there's probably people out here that, that have listened to our show that have tried them before that would probably be like, nah, that's not what happens. Um, intense emotional and sensory experiences, um, which can't manifest in rage, which is probably handy in a fight. Uh-huh. Uh, spiritual experiences, which I've heard it opens you up to other possibilities, like of things that you could experience like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, synesthesia, which is uh, mixed perceptions where you can hear colors and see sounds and shit like that, where it, 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 fucks, your per- it fucks your perceptions up where you can be like, wait, I can almost see the noise. You can't like hear that. colors or see sounds. How do you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it can also cause psychosis, mood changes, <laughs> increased blood pressure, irregular breathing, and irregular heartbeat. So the uh, the psychosis and mood changes also probably fairly handy when you're trying to, you know, kill a bunch of, you know, Italian guys that are on your island for no reason. Wow, uh, man, we're all, all Italian, though. That's the thing. Yeah, for the most part, though. Wow. Under the control under the control of Italians. True. You know. But I mean, I mean so, somewhere. It only it, it, it took a couple thousand years, but eventually the Germanic people got their revenge and then put Italy under their control. And it worked out poorly. Well, they didn't they didn't put it under their control. They just said, "Yeah, we're sacking your shit." Uh Oh no, we I don't like for, it I, here. We're I was going the fuck further out. up into history. Huh? I was going up further into history. Like into the Maybe. 1930s or so, where they're like, hey, so, uh, Benito, buddy, you're going to do this? I know you're going to be fucking terrible at it. You're going to be awful, because that's just how it is. So then eventually we'll send our guys in to, you know, fucking slap you spaghetti ha- <laughs> spaghetti hounds into shape and make you get killed by the Americans, because you're not good at war anymore. These effects could have been felt uh, very quickly in some cases uh, where depending on the person, these effects could manifest between 20 minutes to an hour. And then depending uh-huh. on how much you took, they could uh, the effects could last up to six hours. And this could have been part of the reason that this somewhat uncivilized and heavily out-armed people put up a fairly good fight against the Romans. They still got their shit kicked in, but they put up, they put up a decent fight. Yeah. They they put put up up a fight in fucking France. They put up one of the best fights ever. 
the last time you can actually say that ever. The French put up a good fight. Actually, World War One and the beginning of World War Two, they did pretty good there too. I mean, they did put up a good fight in the Boer Wars. That wasn't the French. That was the English. Uh, and Dutch, technically. I'm sorry. The Hundred Years' War. Sorry. Do apologize. Yeah. yeah. Then Napoleon got a hard-on for Russia, which was a terrible idea. Well, see, first off, A, you should never attack Russia in the winter. A, and B, you should never attack Russia in the there. winter. You should never attack Russia and sentence. It's never worked out good for anybody. It could work out good for us, though. With, you know, F-18s and nuclear weapons, sure. We have fucking winter. I mean, we know what winter's like. We know Hand-to-hand combat, the Russians would kick the bejesus out of us because they're not human. They're a completely different species. Probably. Homo communist, you know? It's a Uh. different species completely where it's like, no, we uh, we sustain purely on dirt and beets. Life is good. No complain. But, I mean... I mean, not only did, I mean, were they fucking high as balls, but when you have some of the guys that are, you know, I can only think of, I can think of one guy who was uh, one tall, gigantic motherfucker who was like, come get some. And, well, the Romans came and got some, but took a long fucking time. Who are you thinking of? Uh, I can't fucking remember his name. Vercingetorix? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He got his ass kicked, but he made the fucking Romans work for it. Yeah. <laughs> he sure fucking did. And then, yeah, yeah, maybe they did fucking chop him up into like a bunch of different pieces and parade him around Rome, but they paid for it. And they actually had to get fucking Caesar to show up to do anything against them because they were holding their own so well that they had to actually call in the fucking the man. head of the military to be like, okay, so now that we're looking at this, we're going to build a wall around their wall. Okay. And then yeah. we're going to let all the women and kids out and kill them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Julius Caesar, uh, you know, he was a motherfucker, dude. Like he was, he was the shit. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the only, only person ever to attack his, to attack the Roman empire and succeed. Yeah. There's a well, reason that they I'm sorry, still teach I'm sorry. one of the few people. There's a reason but, they still teach his tactics in military academies. Yeah. Because like the shit worked. Uh-huh. Yeah, you imagine if you'd given this guy like a like a fleet of Panzers or something, oh. we'd all be speaking Italian. Why? What about Germans? What about Shermans? Eh, the Shermans were an inferior tank, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but they kicked some fucking ass against the smaller Panzers. Yes, doesn't matter. The, you get into Tigers, on the other hand, and that's where they were. Uh, they were a game changer. Well, I mean. If you, I mean, not to get off topic, but if you look at it, you really look at all of the equipment that the Germans used in World War II. 
then you look at our shit now. You could draw a direct line between the two. Because mm. the Tigers became an inspiration for our future tanks going ahead, which would lead up to the Abrams. Then you have the MG42, which we legitimately just fucking stole, changed the stock on it, changed the receiver a little bit, and turned it into a fucking M60. Uh, the STGs, which is essentially what became the the AR-15 style rifle, they, they knew what they were doing when it came to building weapons and shit. Yep. So, speaking of Germans, you want to hop ahead a couple hundred years? Okay. Okay. We're going to head up to uh, World War One. Uh, it, it, it's safe to say that we don't really have to put alcohol on this list anywhere because people have been getting fucking drunk since the dawn of time. Yes. And then fighting each other. I mean, op- open up a dictionary and, like, look up the word Irish and you can kind of... <laughs> but beer wasn't involved. I mean, you know where liquor came from, right? Well, or beer... Uh, Egypt. And actually, t- well, well, no, ancient well, Egypt. No, that was wine. Uh, no, like they that. had beer as well because it was it's uh, barley. Uh they didn't have barley there. Yes, they did. They had barley and wheat and stuff like that. I think it was actually the uh, the what I want to know. One of them I know that one of them was actually invented by uh, monks. I don't know. I don't know which one that would be. Like Franciscan or Capistician or something like that. <laughs> the Capistrano monks that fly to Mexico in the, in the fall. <laughs> no, not Capistrano, you jackass. Or the Cappuccino monks that just drank a, ba- a bunch of coffee. Maybe. Maybe the Mochiato. That's, that's, that's where you get the foam swirl because it looks like their hair ring. Oh. <laughs> right. So. So World War One, uh, this is the first war where uh, the where end cigarettes. All wars. Yeah, the first one, the first war to end all wars, but it was also the first war where cigarettes were given out as part of ration kits. Which you know, guys had been smoking cigarettes during the Civil War, the Sp- you know the Spanish American War, but they didn't forever. have. But that was the first war for uh, like a ration kit because right every other war. You actually had, uh, um, you had your fucking chuck wagon or whatever falling yeah, around. Just yeah, you, know, you had you had a whole soup cook, together, a whole kitchen basically following yeah. you along. I mean, I mean, it to me as as someone who did smoke for quite a long time, it's understandable to think, uh, you know, you're you're up to your knees in mud, your feet are rotting, your buddy's dead bodies are all over the ground decomposing being eaten by fucking rats and there's almost cons- like almost constantly bullets flying over your head and shelling going on and shit so fuck it have a smoke smoke them while you got them who gives a shit yep uh this is also the first time that morphine would be used in uh in combat so if you're not familiar with what morphine is it's uh it's a dark brown real thick resin-like liquid, and it's a byproduct of poppy plants that can be uh, taken in pill forms, smoked, or injected. So you can probably pretty easily make the, you know, the the the, the argument that it's basically government-issue heroin, you know? 
it's 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 the same side effects, all of that. It's basically fucking heroin. Um, well, but but it it has a purpose, which is to um to reduce your pain. Yeah, heroin does that too, and it puts you into a weird state of mind where you're like, "No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not. I know I'm bleeding, but I'm good." Um, so it's it's it, it's very very similar. Yep. Uh, formula. Like if you've watched fucking any World War II movie, when you see a medic like just start rifling through his pouch for this like a little stirrette and jab it into into a guy's leg or into his chest, that's morphine. Yep. Um, it was a very very uh well formulated painkiller to and stop you, you know to to kind of but and you had to you had to make sure of how many you actually gave them yes because you can actually you can overdose, overdose on them morphine yes yep. and a lot of like a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these guys that came back from world war two, uh, 1 and world war 2 if they had been injured became morphine addicts because it's highly fucking addictive. Not, um, I mean, not just there, Korea. You know. Yeah. Uh, so basically th- this was not like a, like a, a solution to the problem. This was basically just to get guys calm enough and numb enough to get them back to a field hospital to get actual medical attention. Uh, But the unknown at the time side effect, like we were just saying, is the potential for addiction. Uh Um, And considering how powerful of an opioid it is, it's, it's dangerous. I would, I would wager my entire paycheck that most of the people that listen to our show know someone or know someone who knows someone that is been affected by heroin in some way, shape or fashion. Uh huh. I, I personally know at least five people that I graduated with that overdosed on heroin and that are dead or one of, one of which is still, I'm assuming actively using heroin until he dies. So, uh, anyway, uh, another thing that the U.S. and uh, even the Germans were using during World War One is uh, probably not what you'd really expect. World War One was the first for a lot of things, including aerial combat. Um, and a way that they got these pilots to, they just kind of give them a little bit of a boost. You know, yep. be like, hey, here's some of this stuff. It's going to, you're going to, it's going to help you focus. It's just going to, it's going to help. Uh, the government were giving these guys cocaine. <laughs> well, because cocaine was a, uh, it was a well-prescribed uh, um, sedative at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, cocaine was. Dennis would give you cocaine a, to rub on your teeth. Yeah, it was. It was used a lot. Yeah, and and uh, <clears throat> that's why a lot of people are saying, you know, um, that uh, that they actually should legalize cocaine and actually go back to the way it was because it was, uh, it was, uh, things were a lot better when it's not processed to death. Like it is now true where it's processed and cut with all of this different shit to get the most bang for your buck as the dealer or the 
uh, distributor, that's where it gets that's where it gets a little foggy, because if you take like the actual leaf of the of the coca plant, yep. um, we're we're gonna kind of get into it a little bit later on, but the the people that live down in like Colombia and that area there that actually pick the plants Peru. chew on the leaves for like yeah they they'll, they'll chew on the leaves for um like altitude, altitude sickness, sickness. It, it helps with uh, nausea stuff like yep. that so there there is an actual medical there's an actual there, there's a medical consideration to be thought of with that plant yeah but when you fucking process it and mix it with all this other nasty shit and start selling it to people that's when it becomes a problem Yep. So the the cocaine probably helped these guys, you know, with you know, it help them focus on this incredibly dangerous shit that they're doing, where they're flying essentially plywood airplanes and throwing sticks and fucking dynamite out of the cockpit, and uh, flying up on enemy pilots and taking pot shots at them with handguns and stuff. Especially the beginning of the war before they figured out, hey, we can mount a fucking machine gun on this thing. Yeah. And we just have to figure out the timing of the propeller so that when we pull the trigger, we're not blowing holes in them and watching our guys fall out of the air. Cause we've done that before because, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I think it would have been fucking hilarious to just see some RAF pilot, you know, captain Reginald just in the cockpit of his sop with camel, just ripping lines of Coke off the fucking instrument panel. just like wiping the excess out of his mustache and like tally ho and take it off into the fucking wild blue yonder. Just yelling and laughing. Um, I do say, old chap, <laughs> that was some fine good coke. <laughs> Where did you come across it? Well, I met you know, a man from a country you. called Colombia. Yes, uh, it's a place called Peru. But I'm pretty sure they weren't just like giving him like a, a fucking bag of coke. I think it was probably like liquid cocaine, like what you would have got from a doctor. But still. My idea is way funnier. My way is way funnier. I don't know. I, I really don't know if it, if it was a liquid or uh, a powder. Well, it, it, the further we get into it, easier. Right. And the further we get into it, it may have been powder because the Canadians also got their hands on what they would refer to as forced march. Um, and that was used for like all like long marches between battles because you didn't have enough vehicles to transport everybody from trench yep. to trench and i'm sure that having a little bit of colombian courage probably didn't help when you're about to fucking hop over the top of a trench and you know rush to your death in no man's land probably probably a little little bit of a of a help there my teeth feel fuzzy <laughs> but i want to go like a motherfucker you guys want to fucking dance i really want to fucking dance <laughs> ah there's, I know there's no music, but I just, I got to move. I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. I can do something with these teeth. These teeth are <laughs> fucking bothering me. I'm going to rip them up my fucking head. God so damn. I think, I think now is probably going to be our best time to uh, to take a quick break because we are going to move off into World War II. And uh, this is probably the lengthier part of the episode. But we're not stopping at World War II because, believe it or not, people have kept using drugs and killing each other ever since then. Yeah. Because, I mean, so, you could dance if you want to. You leave your and friends you, behind. You know, I mean, just snort a line of cocaine and everything will be fine. But World War II is where we get into some of the really, really weird shit. <laughs> so, no, we'll, come uh, on. Vietnam is 
gotta be fucking even. Oh, dude, I don't know. Like, because you had. Fu- are, uh... I mean, fucking the shit that people were doing in fucking Vietnam. I mean, they were doing hash. They were fucking LSD <laughs> no hash. Fuck coke. When we get, when we get to Vietnam, I have a story about a gentleman that I know. I'm not gonna mention names or who knows him or how I know him, but uh, I've got a. a pretty interesting story that I'll, I'll tell about that uh, okay but all we're right gonna, so we'll, take, we'll our... take a break right now yes and we'll be right back all right we're back we're back whoa so, you owe me some coke jinx uh cocaine or coca-cola <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm a pepsi I mean, guy it, now it, no you're not picky i'm a pepsi guy now because pepsi never told me to be less white so true you know and the only reason i'm drinking coke now is because i didn't pay for it uh um so anyway so so now we're so we've covered everything from uh vikings late uh like germanic tribes the celts way back when we're talking like you know probably pre so bc time yeah we're talking like you know uh bce up to ADE, ACE, or CE, I should say, because I don't say the other stuff. I'm, I apologize, but no, I don't. Why are you apologizing? I don't apologize, but anyway, so but you did though. Yeah. So, so now we're just sat down talking about World War One. So yes, and you said we're going to talk about World War Two now. Yeah, because believe it or not, the Nazis did some pretty weird shit during World War II. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that <laughs> no on the show. No fucking way. Uh, the, the Germans were a little odd during World War II. That um, is impossible. Yeah. Nine, 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 nine. No, no, no. Um, no, we so, never did anything as possible. <laughs> so World War II is full of heroes and crazy sons of bitches. No. But did you know that, uh, bo- that guys on both sides of this were... Uh, Maybe or maybe not use an experimental government issued methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah, you know i I did. I think I did know that. Okay, so the German stormtroopers were being issued what were called attack pills. The medication was actually called provitin, uh, and this was uh, this was early, like an early form of uh, of methamphetamine legitimately your grandfather's meth because you know how many of us had world had grandfathers that fought in world war ii this this is your granddaddy's meth so not mine well you never know he could have fought world war ii but he didn't fight right my great granddaddy did and so, uncle uh, so again well, this no, is he an, died whoops i mean he still fought though i'm assuming no he died well, he well he died in Okinawa. Okay, so he wasn't like on vacation and just like caught a stray round. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, no. So he 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 was fighting in World War Two. That's where yeah. we're going here. <laughs> okay. Or they call what? I think no. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. But it was the same thing as meth- uh, amphetamines because they called them uh, benzos or something. Oh, we're gonna get into Benny's, buddy. <laughs> But that's the same thing, though. Yeah, essentially. Um, except that's what the good guys were taking. God damn it. So this was, again, like we said, an early form of methamphetamine, which allowed German soldiers to stay awake and alert for days on end. 
march for mile after mile without rest. Uh, they're going long periods of time without eating. Uh, and they were performing essentially superhuman activities. Like the first time these things were issued, like this stuff was handed out to these guys. They, they, they were taking them. And then this was back. This was when Belgium was still putting up a fight. So these guys would get all fucked up on their, uh, the, on their, their attack pills and then come out of the defenses and literally charge head first into machine gun nests. And when they're taking bullets and not falling and they're still shooting, that's where a lot of the early Nazi super soldier shit came from uh-huh. was from Belgian fighters that are like, Oh no, these guys are superhuman. You can shoot them and they will still kill you. So not superhuman meth heads, a little bit different. <laughs> Super meth heads. <laughs> I mean, I, I have seen videos of people on, on YouTube on some pretty hefty shit where, you know, they get hit by a fucking car and they're like, nah, just shake it off and keep going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I've seen people get guys get shot. On, like, on PCP, and they're just like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, what was the what was the other one? It's uh, uh, Flocka. That's that's the crazy one. Where people are getting all fucked up on it, and, like diving through car windows and shit, and running around screaming like zombies and stuff. Yep. Imagine giving those guys guns and turning them loose on the Germans. Oh, holy boy. Jesus! <laughs> so the. Uh, the use of providing was uh, was prevalent on both fronts um, where they're fighting the English and Americans on the Western front um, who they had their We, we, as the allies had our own version of this. Um, we'll get into that in a second. And they were also using it on the, on the Eastern front fighting the Russians, um, which the Russians didn't have their own version of this. They were just fueled by like hate and vodka and beet juice. It's got the vodka, mister. And it's also rumored that during one battle in uh, 1945, an entire Russian tank division pushed the Nazis out of cities and they were out of a a city and they were tripping their faces off on shrooms. So, (laughs) I mean, you got a bunch of just, you got a bunch of pissed off Soviets on mushrooms and tanks. (laughs) Plus, plus they have, they have, you know, a reverse, uh, uh atmosphere they're, they're yeah all their shits backwards yeah um so <laughs> the germans had some pretty fun names for these pills uh they referred to them as uh, stuka tablets because they're also handed out to uh the uh, dive bomber pilots because stukas. you're flying a goddamn missile at the ground to release another to release a bomb and then fly back up yeah so you know little bit of a boost of the old constitution probably wouldn't hurt there this one i'm not sure where it came from uh herman goring pills or my personal favorite and i really 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 like this one is tank chocolate (laughs) (laughs) and they called it that they called it that because the tin that it came in looked almost like a chocolate tin Uh and when you took the shit it basically they they felt like it gave you the armor on your person that you would have in a tank ah okay um, so it's estimated that between and i can't make these this time per, uh, time frame up between april and july of 1940 alone just april to july of 1940 35 million plus 
for Viton tabs were handed out to the Luftwaffe and Wehrmacht. And the instructions on the packaging said, recommended dose two tablets only as needed to maintain sleeplessness. So I, I did find a couple of really interesting quotes about the drug. Uh, one from a, a guy named, you guys with your fucking names, I'm telling you, Gerd Schmickel. What Gerd, do you mean, you guys? You fucking Germans. His last name is Schmickel, for Christ's sakes. So? So you know, he was part, he was part of the seventh Panzer division that uh, they were fighting in. Uh, they were fighting right around some completely unpronounceable town in the Ukraine, and he had, dude. I'm telling, I I have given up trying to pronounce shit. Like no, <laughs> um, he had this to say: "Quote, I could not sleep during the attack. I had taken too much Provitin. We'd all been dependent on it for a long time. Everyone swallowed the stuff more frequently and in greater doses." The pills, uh, the pills uh, seem to remove the sense of agitation. I slid into a world of bright indifference. Danger lost its edge. Danger was in danger. One's own power seemed to increase. After the battle, one hovered in a strange state of intoxication in which a deep need for sleep fought with a clear alertness. <laughs> so after this shit wears off, you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna, I've got a sleeper. I'm going to die. Or I could take more of it but I should probably sleep or I'm going to die. And I wonder how long, I bet you slept for like days. Oh yeah, dude. There, there's stories of, uh, of like bikers getting all just fucking cranked up on meth and literally riding from the East coast to the West coast without stopping other than for gas. Like the shit is intense. Yeah. Um, I did. I found another quote from a book that I, I honestly, I think I need to pick this up. Uh, the author's name is no, uh, Norman Oler. And the book is called Blitzed, Drugs in the Third Reich. And the quote says, quote, when Hitler heard about the plan to invade through the Ardennes, he loved it. But the high command said it's not possible. They said it's not possible because at night we have to rest and they, the allies, will retreat and we will be stuck in the mountains. But then the stimulant decree was released and that that enabled them to stay awake for three to uh, three days and three nights. Rommel and all those tank commanders were high, and without the tanks, they certainly wouldn't have won. <laughs> and there, there's another one that I found. Like the story is crazy enough that I'm like, this just needs to be its own episode. It was a uh, a Finnish guy who, if you don't know, Finland is the only country that during World War II started off on the Axis side and then ended on the Allies side. They started on the Axis side because they were already fighting a war with Russia. So they're like, well, fuck it. We'll take some of these some of these German rifles. Why not? It'll help. And then they're like, oh, no, you guys suck. We're going to help them now instead. Um, <laughs> but, but this guy was part of one of those, like, fucking cross-country ski teams with, like, submachine guns and stuff. And, uh, they blindsided this fucking German unit and killed all these guys. And of course you're not going to just leave shit to waste. So they grabbed up all their, all their gear bags and stuff. And uh, as they're, as they're skating along, going down through the snow, <laughs> this guy reaches into the bag and he sees this fucking tin and, you know, not speaking German is like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's candy or something. 
pops it open, grabs a couple of them and throws them in, <laughs> tosses them back. And uh, he's just like, he keeps skiing and he's like, son of a bitch, I feel great. They've gone like 20 miles and he's like, guys, there's chocolate in here. Try some of these. And they're just fucking cranking along on skis. <laughs> At one point in time, it's estimated that in his system, he had upwards of 20 of these fucking pills at once. He got hit with a fucking mortar round, got his arm blown off and thrown into a ditch where he sat for three days at 20 degrees below Celsius and lived. What? <laughs> I, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm okay. You could also just chalk it up to the fact that they're Finnish and the Finnish, like the Finns are fucking crazy. That's but true. You give, you give the Finns like highly concentrated Nazi meth some shit's going down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I read it. I was like, this cannot be fucking real. And I looked into the guy and I'm like, son of a bitch. It's real. Wow. So not, so not to be outdone, the allies handed out somewhere between 250 to 500 million doses. That's just the Americans and uh, 72 million doses for the Brits and Canadians of a drug called Benzedrine. Uh, this would pretty quickly pick up the nickname, like we'd mentioned before, Benny's. Um, and uh, they would actually eventually be added to American bomber crew emergency packs. And uh, much like the the, the Providin, it provided our boys uh, a little bit of aid with dealing with some long drawn out fighting, brutal marches and with the pilots. And I guess they still do this today. Uh, but today it's more highly regulated, but they gave this shit to pilots. We're like, you're going to be in the air for hours. Like you already can't stop to poop. So just fucking start sucking down some bennies and, you know, a Pepsi or some shit and just stay in the air until you die. Uh, um, I don't know. But I guess today they, they still hand stuff like this out to uh, like fighter pilots and the guys that transport troops back and forth, I guess, if they're going to be in the air for more than six hours. Huh. But but again, more highly regulated than now, where they're just like, eh, here you go. I'll have to ask a guy I work with who uh, he was in the Marines, and he uh, he he was a mechanic, and he used to have to fly on on uh, you know flights and stuff like that. See if he had, they actually did do that. But was he a pilot? No, but he, I mean, he would have known if the pilots got that stuff. You never know. I mean, so it also kind of, it kind of helped to shut down whatever part of the brain that tells you, you know, maybe I should get the hell out of here and replaces it with, nah, fuck it. These guys got to die. And it, it makes me wonder if any of the guys that we've covered on this show may have like had a gut full of bennies when they went off, you know? Yeah. It makes you wonder. It really does. Kind of does. Yeah. You know? Was Matt Urban just sucking down Benny's before he went in and killed a bunch of Germans? Was a uh, Canadian solid snake Leo Major? Was he doing? Was he doing Benzedrine? <laughs> and technically, being solid snake, it would have been diazepam because that's what you get in the game. But that's yeah. a uh, that's a, a, a tranquilizer to help you breathe, like regulate your breath, so that your your shots aren't all over the place when you're sniping. Um. <laughs> Nerd. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't hate on me. Uh, okay. Jealousy does not look good on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So let's uh, let's step forward a little bit. 
to the Korean and Vietnam Wars. Uh, okay. Other variants of speed were still being handed out. Um, but especially in Vietnam, these guys now had access to heroin. And some of the guys were mixing the amphetamines and heroin to create what's called speedballs. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that kind of creates a uh, like an upper downer effect. Um, you get the amphetamines to get you all riled up, and then the heroin's kind of there, and it kind of keeps you level and relaxes them a little, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, you know, U.S. troops got a hold of weed in Vietnam, but that's not even worth talking about because weed's not a drug. No. So, anyway, what LSD is an angel. Dust LSD is. is. So story time. Uh, I know a gentleman personally that I have had conversations with that is a Vietnam veteran who told stories about how he may or may not have illegally smuggled hashish out of Vietnam. And uh, he did it by rolling it into very, very thin sheets and taking the pictures out of one of his photo albums, putting the, the sheets of hashish in there, and then putting the pictures back over the top of it to make it look like the backing paper for your photo albums um somewhere to the effect of like a couple hundred sheets of it like that which i know makes it sound like fucking ricky from trailer park boys was in vietnam but i promise it wasn't like that's a that's a that's a pretty good uh that's that's a good hash fucking photo album you got there buddy it's true it's true um, so that's that's pretty much all I got for Korea and Vietnam because, again, it's it's essentially the same shit that they were doing in World War II, uh, you know, other than the heroin. But and actually, there's some stories of guys in the mafia um, back during the Vietnam War that they had connections to soldiers in Vietnam where they were sending heroin, not not necessarily the mafia, but like drug dealers in general, where they were smuggling heroin back to the states in caskets with dead soldiers in them yep uh frank lucas who was a a big time uh drug dealer gang leader in new york back in the 70s when all that was going on uh his he was did an episode of gangland where he was talking about that where they would have these guys you know up there you know bundling it all up and they'd put it under the bodies of the dead servicemen then they'd send it back, and then they had an inside guy on the base who would then in turn open the casket with a fucking dead man in it, move the body, take the heroin out, and ship it back off to wherever the hell it's being sent, like sold. Which is disgusting. <laughs> it's like, I've never been desperate enough to be like, hey, I really need you to get me like a couple of Snickers and maybe a Kit Kat. But you can't let anybody see that you have them. So I need you to hide them under a dead man's body. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's kind of fucked up when you think about it. It is, but, you know, it could have been inside his body. That's true. Hey, we're we're sorry for your loss, but we're going to have to rifle around under your son's corpse to get all our fucking heroin out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh so let's jump up into the 90s because uh but actually before we get to that one i i do have a uh, uh an honorable mention that i i didn't really find enough about to really count it uh-huh. um so as you know africa has been a 
fucking at war trying to kill itself for a hundred years now. Um, And some of the conflicts, especially in Sierra Leone, uh, there was warlords that were handing out to soldiers, mostly kids, something called brown browns. Which, if you've ever seen Lord of War, you've seen brown browns. Um, it's a uh, it's a mix of gunpowder and cocaine. Yep. And the reason they mix it is because the nitroglycerin in the gunpowder causes the cocaine to act in your body faster and have a much like cause a much more intense high. Yes. So they would get these like 10 to 15 year old kids just all fucked up on coke and gunpowder and send them into a village with AKs and just turn them loose and let them kill everybody. And then when they come back, not only do you have a kid that's like, what the fuck did I just do? But you also have someone that you've made a drug addict and they're going to keep doing whatever you want so that they can keep getting that. So they can keep scratching the itch. And it creates a, a loyal soldier, which thinking about kids like that, pretty fucking gross, but we're going to get back into that here in just a second. I mean, they did uh, that in uh, Mogadishu. You know what? I don't know how. Yep, they sure did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they also used a drug called cot in Mogadishu and mostly throughout like uh, parts of like most parts of Africa. Uh, yeah. And again, sadly, with mostly child soldiers. Yes. Uh, cot but, is a I mean, green. But Brown Brown was... Uh... That was, that was, you know, everybody, though. Right. Uh, but it was mostly, like, out in that, that other half of Africa where you get, like, uh, Sierra uh, Sierra Leone, um, uh, Burkina Faso, um, yeah. all those other... <laughs> all the other places you never want to visit because you'll probably end up getting killed with a machete. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. So, cot is a green plant that when you chew on the stems and leaves... Uh, it causes a spike in brain chemicals that release endorphins that cause feelings of mental alertness, uh, mental alertness and excitement. Uh, it also has some other similar effects to like we were talking about before with uh, with coca, where you chew on the on the on the leaves of the plant that cocaine comes from, where it can help with uh, motion sickness, altitude sickness, nausea, stuff like that. Yep. Um, but cot affects the brain a little differently, and when you mix a somewhat addictive drug that changes your brain chemistry with a continent that's been at almost constant civil war for a hundred years and automatic weapons, you get a pretty nasty no, little fucking mess there. Oh yeah. And one of the places that this was used pretty frequently, like you already mentioned was Somalia. Yep, which is a country that's been trying to kill itself since 1988. Uh, to be more specific, warlords have been piecing the country up and killing anybody that gets in their way when they try to shuffle things around since 1988. Uh, which so is, in 19- know, yeah. which is like most every other country, you know, most of the country, I don't know, it's just it's the poverty level. It is. You know, and, and uh, it, well, disparity and, you know, like kind of like you, Mexico. But then when you mix those it. those two things together with a guy 
who owns a bunch of soldiers with guns and they control your food. That's where it gets really bad. Oh yeah. In 1990, uh, 1991, a civil war, like another one in the long line of civil wars in Somalia kicks off. And in 1993, the U S would get involved to do your favorite, your favorite saying in the world, Kevin, because it was an area of influence. Actually, it was because the UN set, uh, asked them to go in. Sure. But it was also an area of influence because you have a jumping off point to the Middle East from there. Yeah, but it was pretty much just because the UN said, hey, we need you to go in as a peacekeeping mission because people are being fucking slaughtered wholesale. Yep. Uh, let's go in. And they were like, okay, sure. We'll go in. <laughs> And, and like we talked about last week, they don't send Marines in on humanitarian aid. They sent the Army. Uh, to be yeah. more specific, they sent a bunch of Army Rangers and some guys that don't technically exist, I guess, uh, which would uh -uh. be Delta. <laughs> um, and in, uh, in October of 1993, uh, U.S. Special Forces would take part in a mission that would deteriorate pretty quickly into something that would be called the Battle of Mogadishu. And yes... It's going to get its own episode or episodes, I promise. So the reason we, I bring this up is because during the fighting, a lot of the Somalis were uh, were actually would actually chew on cot because um, again, it helps to keep you level. It gets you a little bit fired up, but it's it, it helps to control other bodily things. Like, hey, I don't know, maybe I'm going to walk around the corner and have to fucking shoot somebody. I guess my stomach's a little upset. Kind of helps with shit like that. Yep. Uh, and there's actually a really good quote from Tom Sizemore's character, Colonel McKnight, in the movie. Uh, no specter gunships, daylight instead of night, late afternoon when they're all fucked up on cot, only part of the city that a deed can mount a serious counterattack in on short notice. That's not the like. And uh, again, this is where the child soldiers come into effect. When you find out that among the Somalis where... The, the U.S. forces that were in Mogadishu at the time, it is no exaggeration to say that they were outnumbered a thousand to one. Yep. And among those thousand to one were kids that were, some of them were as young as seven or eight years old. Following their dads in, carrying bags of magazines, or if they were strong enough, even carrying a rifle. Uh there's no real comfortable place for that to sit in my brain where I'm like, ah, that makes sense. You know, it, it's, it's fucking awful to have to think that these kids are potentially being forced to take up a gun against a grown ass, highly trained man and hope to not die. Yeah. I mean, or they're just being brainwashed into doing it. Right. You know. And then you have then you have to think about it from the other side, where these guys are encountering kids with AKs. Then you have to think about the fact that a kid with a gun can kill you just as fucking easily as an adult with one. Yeah, look um, at uh, Germany, World War Two. Yeah, I mean that's what the Allied forces were coming up against when they entered into Berlin. It yep. wasn't the home force. Uh, Huh? The home force. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was all 
it was mostly kids, and they had to basically tell them kids and old men. This, somebody had to tell them to stop because they yeah. were just like, "No, we're not stopping." Yeah, and then you have to also think that there's a split second decision that has to be made when you come around the a building and you come face to face with a child that yeah. wants to kill you. Do I shoot them? To- Exactly. You have to make that that the conscious decision to go, do I try to scare this kid off or do I kill a child? Which is fucking terrible to even think to to, yeah. to to try to put yourself into that situation to go, what would I do? Would I would I shoot a kid if he pointed a gun at me or would I just try to get the fuck out of the way? You know, and that's 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 I could never make I yeah no and unfortunately that's a decision that people have been having to make for hundreds of years now and uh that's I mean a part of me my brain would kick in and go yeah I'm gonna fucking kill you because you're trying to kill me right and then you make that decision and you have to live with that for the rest of your life to go I shot a fucking kid it's like I know it was him or me but I killed a kid. Uh-huh. That's I mean, was the kid armed versus not armed, you know? If he wasn't armed, okay, fine. But being armed, you know. And you know, guys guys to this day in Afghanistan still have to make that that call where it's like, you know, you, you never know because these fucking shitheads over there will strap a kid's backpack full of fucking Semtex and send them into a marketplace. Yep. You know, and then you have to, if you see that happening, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. And then that also, that that can also potentially lead into drug use when you get back to try to cope with having to make a fucking unthinkable decision like that. Yep. You know, uh, I know for sure I would be drinking pretty fucking hard after that. Trying to scrub my brain from all of that. But, um, well, so anyway, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> drinking and getting into drugs as a, you know, being a soldier coming home, a lot of them end up doing it because, yep. which then leads to suicide because they can't deal with it anymore. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's just, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those slippery slopes that I think, you know, because, I mean, people, guys come home from Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, wherever, and they start drinking. Yeah. And they've been doing that for such a long time now, you know, that, you know, one time they just got told to fucking deal with it, suck it up, yep. you know. Man up. You know. Yeah. Now it's, fucking you know, okay, up. we see what's no. going on. But do they really see what's going on? Because we have so many of our soldiers coming home and they're killing themselves or killing themselves and killing their family. Yeah. You know, because they just can't deal with it. There's only so much you can cowboy up through before you need to get help. Yeah. And that's a situation that would probably cause you to go, I think I need to talk to somebody about this before something happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I know from personal experience, my, you know, my dad, you know, 
he had to go through his own thing, you know, and I mean, it, it, it translates off, but you know, anyway, that's not, that's not, uh, what we're talking about. We, uh, we took a, we took a sad turn there, but kind of, it needed to be done because, uh, you know, we were talking about fucking, uh, child soldiers, which is not a fun thing to think about anyway. Um, so last but certainly not least, we have the absolute fucking scum of the earth, in my opinion, ISIS. I've made yeah. my opinion very clear <laughs> about these shitbags before. Um, I, I What I personally didn't know when I started going down this rabbit hole was that obviously a, most of these guys don't follow like the true tenets of Islam where drug and alcohol use is frowned upon unless it's for like a medical condition, something like that. Yeah. Um, like obviously if you've got fucking asthma, they're not going to be like, no, God doesn't want you having an inhaler, you know, but these guys are pretty fond of hashish, other opioids and something called captagon. Uh, captagon is an amphetamine that's uh, related to, Fentholine, which I thought was kind of like an offshoot of fentanyl, but it's not. Uh, huh. It just has a similar name. So, Captagon was originally manufactured and marketed to be used uh, to help with narcolepsy, depression, and hyperactivity. Yep. And when ingested, it metabolizes in the body and creates a very similar effect to a cousin drug, which is basically any other amphetamine that we've already talked about. Um, its manufacture has actually been banned in most countries since the mid eighties, but it's still being made in places like Syria, you know, where ISIS has a pretty good foothold. Uh, and these (laughs) dick, these dickheads know exactly what this shit is and what it does. And as much as I dislike them, I have to give them credit. They're not dumb and they do have people on the payroll that can make stuff like this for them. Uh, it's actually been referred to as the drug of the jihad and has been found as far away as the hideout that the, uh, the terrorists that carried out the 2015 Bataclan theater attack in Paris. Uh, they did find capsules of it there as well. Um, anybody not familiar with that? That was the, uh, I believe it was Eagles of death metal concert at a theater in Paris where gunmen went in and, mowed down 90 innocent people at a concert just trying to you know have a good you know enjoy you know getting some music and maybe having a couple of drinks having some fun yeah you're not allowed to have fun that's essentially where that goes uh possibly its most disturbing use is to work as a like a you know just kind of a, a boost of confidence to someone who's just hoisted on a canvas vest packed with either plastic or Semtex and decided it's a great idea to go blow themselves and a bunch of innocent people up in crowded areas. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty much what I got for uh war on drugs. I tried to see if there's any like, legitimate super soldier kind of shit going on, but it's a basically just trying to get guys like all fucking roided up and stuff. It's nothing that yeah. exciting, you know? Yeah. I was hoping for some like actual Captain America shit to be like, Oh no. yeah, no, no, it's great. But uh yeah, 
nothing no like America. that or uh, or the shit from uh, the boys nothing fun like that you know i mean just you know giving guys a bunch of fucking amphetamines and machine guns is probably as close as we're ever going to get to super soldiers <laughs> true 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 unless unless they just start trolling florida and grabbing fucking street <laughs> people and just force feeding them flocka and turning them <laughs> turning them loose in fucking afghanistan or something um, yeah, but again, we've already listened to that book where there's just like a bunch of zombies in Afghanistan and shit. But you know, that, that's our. <laughs> um, no, that drug is fucking terrifying. Though, have you, have you ever seen any of the people on that? Uh no, dude, it's like bath salts on steroids. Where, oh boy, uh, I mean there there is there is videos of people legitimately diving through the back windows of cars climbing out and just running off into the night just going crazy like tweaking out rolling around to the ground growling like dogs and shit it's fucking terrifying <laughs> oh it's terrifying but it's fucking funny no it, <laughs> until, it, until you see somebody on it and you're like that's a fucking demon like <laughs> this fucking guy's possessed <laughs> yeah but you still gotta have to laugh about it you know <laughs> you know like, i tried oh, look at that fucking it's, tweaker it's but, but it's not like it's not like the tweakers we have here where it's just people like leaning against buildings and rocking. This is like fuck it, like legitimately like screaming maniacs yeah. eating people's faces and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Then yep. the Russians have this shit called crocodile, which is like um from what I gather, it's kind of like if you mixed heroin and meth. Except the reason they call it crocodile is because that's the Russian word for crocodile. Yeah. And after after you inject it in a certain place for you know after you inject it in the same place over time, your skin starts to like scale and turn green and then just go necrotic and fall off. So oh, very nice. Yeah, that's that seems like a really cool thing to try. Like, hey, I'm just gonna yeah. shoot a bunch of fucking battery acid into my arm. Why not? Well, why the fuck not? Oh, she's so fucking gross. Uh, after the after the last fucking 48 hours, if the DEA ever got my computer, I swear to God, I'd be arrested. <laughs> if you're to look at my fucking search history, it's like amphetamine, side effects of amphetamine, uh, just all this other crazy shit where it's like, I've just been looking at drugs online for the last fucking three days. Um... Like the shit's scary. Oh, I know it's fucking gross, right? You see the one with the guy like this bone and shit you can see through his arm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's gnarly. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and people do that on purpose. You know that's fucked up. I I just okay. Like that's that's not done on accident. That's intentionally done. Yeah. That's fucked up. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um, oh, pro- so, probably should have started the show with, uh, we don't condone drug use other than weed. No. Because no, no, <laughs> it's not a drug, but whatever, that's fine. That's true. Um, but, you know, do whatever you want. Just don't hurt anybody else, I guess. Exactly. That's kind of where I land with it. Yeah. So on a lighter note, if you all want a pair of uh, headphones, earbuds... <laughs> Or a Bluetooth speaker, you can head yourself on over to studio.com. 
and check them out. <laughs> there, will, there will be no, uh, you know, no meth or uh, coke or anything like that waiting for you. You're not but, hallucinating. Uh, the deals are that good. Yes, they are that good. Boom. And you can actually put in a discount code of DarkWindows15 at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. I mean, this, why the hell not? You know, and you'll see that that try that price just go whoop, drop right down, which is nice. Yeah. Also, you can check over another little spot. Ooh, darkwindowspod.com. Uh, we do not sell drugs on our website. What we not do yet. sell? No, not yet. <laughs> once we go to the once we get onto the dark web, we can start selling drugs on our website. Yes. Um, but what we do sell are free links to our friends over at studio. You can also find uh, you can also find a link to our highly addictive podcast network that we're part of the age of radio network, where you can go find your next favorite show. Your next favorite podcast uh-huh. is over at ageofradio.com. There's something for everybody. We've got stuff for making beer. We've got history. We've got true crime. We've got comic books. We got movies. If you can Think of a fucking topic for podcasts. We've got them. If we don't, well, don't worry. Wait 10 if, minutes. If we don't have a topic on there that interests you, stop downloading podcasts. Yeah. Legitimately. Just fucking stop while you're ahead. Or uh, come up with a different topic to, you know. Yeah. Do it so. yourself. Yeah. These guys are terrible. Do your own fucking podcast. Yeah. Why don't you? We, we know we're bad. We embrace how bad we are at this. We embrace know? the badness. Yeah. We embrace the suck. You kind of have to. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, you can also find links to our social media. We are at Dark Windows. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. We're on Facebook at Dark we're Windows not Podcast. At Dark Windows. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> you ever think of what the H is for? Like It's Horatio. I don't know. He he strikes me as more of a Henry than anything. Mm, I think it's a Yosef or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Jesus was the dog's name. <laughs> Henry Christ Jr. <laughs> and you thought I couldn't get a fucking Indiana Jones reference in on an episode about drugs. Guess oh, what? What you did. I just did. Suck it. <laughs> anyway. Um, out. Yeah. Count. Latin and Latin. Um, you can find us on Facebook at dark windows podcast. You can find us on Twitter at dark windows pod, but you can only find us on Twitter through Instagram at dark windows pod, because I yes. refuse to actually go on Twitter to post because I hate, hate, hate all the politics and shit. Yeah. You can also email us. I guess dark windows podcast, dark windows pod at gmail.com. I guess. If you want to. I mean, we take harassment. Yeah. And Not because, so lightly sometimes. And because we need the validation, rate, review, and subscribe. It's the only yeah. thing that keeps us going. Woo! <laughs> it's the only thing that, that, that gives us meaning in life is knowing that, you know, people out there think that we fucking suck. So. Yeah. And I'm okay Credit with that. Once, won't again. I'm, uh, I, I've, for the most part, all day, I have been a glass half empty kind of guy. Because that's just, it's how my job does that to you. You're just like, oh no, fucking everything sucks and I'm an asshole. And I get told that all the time. So, well, I mean, I get it. I mean, come on. 
I mean, I'm an asshole, but I'm not that kind of asshole. You know what I mean? Oh, 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 you're not that asshole. Sorry. No, because it's like, hey, you fucked up this thing. I'm like, no, no, dude, no. I didn't build it. I didn't break it. I'm just here to try to help you. Yeah. And then I get shit on. So it's fun. I love it. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so... Anybody out there thinking about getting into the automotive industry, unless you're a mechanic, fucking don't. Mm. (laughs) It is bad news bears, I promise. Yeah. But with that being said, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Before you hit the music, we did have a kind of a cool little announcement. Uh, My cousin Shane's band, uh, Waiting for Eternity, is actually going on tour this year, which is awesome. They are touring with uh, Cold, and they are going to be all over the place. And if you bear with us for a second, I can get you cities and dates, because looking at it, we got a lot of you guys are going to be in the area if you want to go check out some awesome music. Well, uh, they're not going to actually start until October 13th, though. Right. But. Which is going to, which is pretty much all of the Midwest. and So between uh, October 13th and October 31st, they're going to be in Des Moines, Iowa, Lincoln, Nebraska, Denver, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado, yeah. Scottsdale, Arizona. Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas. God damn, they love Texas. Dallas, yeah. Texas, St. Louis, Missouri, Mike, Bloomington, Indiana, Flint, Michigan, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Justin. Justin. <laughs> and one of one of my favorite cities that I've ever visited in the country, and people will go, wait, what the fuck's wrong with you? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Somebody. Uh, and they Uh-oh. they are on tour with uh Divide the Fall, New Dilemma, and Cold, who have been around for quite a while. Cold are actually really good. I don't know um, any of them, to be honest. But uh, yeah, go check them out. It's uh, Waiting for Eternity is the name of the band. They have a uh, they have a YouTube page. They've got a couple of Facebook pages. Go give them a listen. It's uh, they are fantastic. And I actually got permission from Shane. So well, Kevin. Kevin. Hit the music. I don't have the music. Drop kick that music. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. 